0: Hi, it's Rev. Kurt Condra at Unity on the North Shore in Evanston, Illinois. Unity offers positive, practical, and progressive teachings that support spiritual evolution and abundant living. You can join us for our weekly Sunday service at 1030 in these days of sequestering. It's by Zoom, Uh, so please visit our website at www.unityns.org and register for the Zoom link. If you missed the service, you can also see the video version of our Sunday lessons on our YouTube channel, Unity North Shore. Again, visit us at our website, www.unityns.org, to see the many ways in which we're creating connection in this time of physical distancing. God bless. It's the fourth Sunday of Advent. And uh, we are so grateful to be broadcasting from our our gorgeous, beautiful sanctuary. Um, this Sunday, as Felicia mentioned, I'm going to be speaking about the quality of joy. That's the theme that we typically, in unity, that we celebrate on the fourth Sunday of Advent. So I'm lighting this candle as a symbol through which we are able to connect with that inner sense of joy, that deep sense of joy that brings us a greater awareness of that Christ presence within us. Um, and just to kind of review, we've also lighted candles through this Advent season for last week was love. And what I'm, what I'm kind of aware of as we move through these four, these four different themes is that each of them has a similarity, right? Um, joy... Is not simply the the absence of sadness. Joy, there's a deeper capacity for joy that we're bringing forth. And similarly, we talked about this last week, with love, love doesn't mean that we necessarily move through life with no adversaries. In fact, adversaries can sometimes be the hugest blessing in terms of our greater growth. So um, love has a deeper dimension to it. And similarly, Reverend Christina, when she talked about peace the week before that, peace, she said, was not the absence of conflict. In fact, it's in conflict where we actually can find that sometimes we are more deeply blessed. Which camera am I on? Thanks. And then uh, the first week of Advent was faith. So we talked about faith not being simply the absence of doubt, but knowing That even in times of doubt or even in times when we're questioning um, whether or not we're on the right path, that we have a deeper faith that moves us through that. So there's just this tremendous kind of theme that's arisen about how the qualities that we celebrate in Advent, the characteristics that we have within ourselves, are actually much deeper. They call us to go much deeper than a kind of surface level. So that's what I want to be talking about this morning is how we dive much more deeply into this capacity for joy so that we truly can come from a joyful kind of countenance and a joyful kind of consciousness that is mu- about much, much more than just being happy or or moving through a kind of, of, of you know, a party or a celebration kind of ap- atmosphere or attitude. Um, and where I have found that that's to be, that is the most kind of... Um, um, effective, or, I, you know, just as an example, I guess I would say, as I've been, you know, through the holiday season, I've been watching a lot more TV, and there are just these beautiful embodiments of how folks have a, who have a much deeper understanding of what real joy involves, it's not, it's not necessarily about this idea that life is always going to be happy and wonderful and nice, that there's this other capacity for it. And in my own experience, I find that um, kind of pl- being witness to where others who might be experiencing uh, circumstances that I might think of as, as um, challenging, where they're able to maintain a sense of joy throughout it. And, you know, this is gonna seem like a little bit of an interesting example, but there's a children's hospital um, in, in Dallas. I've been sort of watching commercials through this holiday season. And the children's hospital in Dallas treats um, family or treats patients who are children who have been born. Um, with conditions that we would call deformities. And they have created this series of, it's a fundraising campaign, but this series of commercials that, and I understand, in fact, even when I first saw it, I, I realized how, oh my gosh, that that can really seem kind of exploitative at one level. But there are a couple of kids who have been sort of moderating these commercials through the series, and as I've really begun to watch and really kind of watched the incredible joy that they bring to this experience, um, Uh, what I'm understanding is that they have a capacity for joy that transcends anything else, right? They don't talk about their conditions as deformities. It's just, um, I was born without a foot or I was born with this other condition. And what strikes me as I watch them in these commercials that, you know, they they clearly, they're very well scripted and they clearly have been coached and they're highly produced. But even beyond that, you can see the gleam in, in their eyes about how just delighted they are to be where they are. You know, there are, are two young men, one's 12, one's nine, and he began, and they begin to almost have a, a, a little bit of a rivalry around how many surgeries they've experienced. But that they have come to this place where they're on camera advocating and, and the appreciation that they feel for the care that they have received through this, this organization it's it's just joyful. You know, they, they in themselves, you can see, you can hear in their voices how excited and joyful they are to be representing um, this agency that has been such a, a beautiful um, sort of channel through which their healing has been expressed. And it reminds me that joy is not about, you know, not just about those high points in our lives, joy is also about being able to stand in those spaces where we might be experiencing pain or suffering or the kind of conditions that Felicia just sang about in that beautiful song and still say yes, still say yes with enthusiasm and an understanding that beyond this certain circumstance, beyond this, there is a greater purpose that calls us to it. So this morning, what I wanna talk about is how we can tap into that sense of, of purpose, how we can remember that despite our appearances, that there's a capacity for greater joy, yeah. Um, And this is gonna seem a little bit like um, a news break in the middle of my talk, but what I would like to do is have you um, sort of sit patiently through this, and I wanna, there's been an initiative that Unity on the North Shore has been engaged in now for a couple of years, and we have some news to share with the broader community, and it's kind of exciting, and it's kind of big. And it's gonna seem like I'm just sort of reporting for a moment, but trust me, there's a capacity through which this knowledge of how we experience joy more fully, this is gonna be an opportunity for us to practice it and demonstrate it and even feel it, yeah? So um, I guess on the the spiritual dimension, what I'm going to share is that this process where we have been evaluating um, where our next right and perfect home might be, which has been going on for a couple of years, that that is, is unfolding in perfect and divine order. And we know and trust that there are these beautiful blessings unfolding. Um, what that means kind of in layman terms in, in the material world, in the material realm, is that uh, the board just this week has voted to move forward with, um, with listing the property for sale through a commercial real estate broker. Now, I want you to, I want you to stick with me here on this. Um, this, this is a decision that has been arrived at with a great deal of discernment and a great deal of input from the broader community and the, the broader congregation. And the report that came back um, from the consultants that we have hired is that the cost simply of repairing the roof and the bricks and the foundation and the parking lot is far beyond what um what we imagine that our congregation of 80 or 85 members would be willing would be able to, to support financially so i know through our visioning process over these last few years for the questionnaires that we have surveyed that we we were looking for a right and perfect home that's going to extend far beyond just being sort of a, a structure that is in 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 good maintenance and good repair But we're also wanting to see accessibility issues on the interior we're wanting to see some aesthetic improvements we're wanting to reconfigure space all of that is just plus signs that go at the end of the price that we already know it's going to take to keep this man this this building sort of running so what we what the board has voted to do is list the property for sale Um, and that sale might take a number of forms where we we We're gonna be looking for developers or partners or buyers who would be interested in in creating either something on this site or something in the very nearby neighborhood. We know that that was a desire too, that we stay here on the North Shore, preferably in Evanston. So that's a part of what we're looking at. And we're really just open to what options we might have um, in terms of those real estate solutions that happen in the material world. So that piece is kind of going to be in play over the course of the next month or so. We're gonna be putting together the criteria which we would be looking for in terms of some kind of a deal or some kind of an operational form. But um, what I I want to assure you is that it's a process that has been very deliberate as we move forward. It's a process that um, here's the clarification I want to make or that I want you to hear. We, the board has not approved selling the church. That's not where we are at this point right now. In fact, the board doesn't have the authority to sell the church. We have committed to having a very transparent process, an inclusive and a collaborative process through this whole procedure. And our commitment to that does not waver. We will continue to. And before any decision could be made about selling the property, we would have to go back to the voting membership and get a two-thirds majority vote to move forward. So just know that this isn't a decision that we're selling the church. That's not not the story that we're telling at this point. The story is we're open to the options for what might unfold for us in terms of of a property and real estate and assets for our next right and perfect home. Um, We know and trust that as we move forward with this process, that what's ahead for us is exciting. What's ahead for us is going to serve us in beautiful ways that allow us to reach out to this beautiful virtual community that we have developed over the last year and to be able to support and sustain all those who turn to Unity on the North Shore as a safe space for really um, taking risks and living into our deepest truth. So we're excited about the possibilities And we also know that as we move forward that, um, in fact, even as our board meeting closed last Thursday, what we came to kind of accept is that there was this initial kind of rush of energy that, my, after going on three years now, there's this sort of um, this very evident milestone that we're moving, this decision that we have made. And even after we've made it, uh, and even sitting here in this beautiful sanctuary today, um there's there's a measure of sadness there's a measure of you know that part of letting go and releasing there's a degree of pain that's going to be a part of this process and yet what we know is that beyond whatever that looks like for us as we move forward over the next um next many weeks and months um is that 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 as we have a greater sense of what our truest purpose is in terms of identifying where we can do our work most effectively, where we can support one another most truthfully and joyfully and lovingly, that that's sort of the end game. And that, from that perspective, then, then we're able to stand in those places where we might feel some, some sense of regret or some sense of, oh, we're gonna miss this place and know that there's a greater joy emerging. So you see the practice we've got ahead of us, right? That we want to be present to the fullness of this experience, all that it means to be in full appreciation for our history, for what has been, and yet joyful and expectant about what is yet to come. Uh, And I think that's a a sort of beautiful message to begin to take into our Advent experience. And so what I want to do now is sort of back off the heaviness of that news that I've just shared and give you some maybe examples and some... um, some, some practices and, and some maybe thoughts to hold in mind as we move forward that might help you to be able to reach more deeply into that sense of joy in other places. So the first example I want to share, it, um, it arises out of, uh, of the chaplain meeting that we experienced uh, yesterday. You know, our chaplains have been meeting virtually just as most of us have throughout the spiritual community, and they really wanted to have their, their chaplain meeting. All right, so I lost you. My, my first example was the chaplain meeting, and there was an empty chair, almost like an Eliza chair, only it was for Santa. Um, there was this camera with an empty wingback chair in front of a beautiful roaring fire, and they made this presence and this joyful peace. And um, the chaplains even found a virtual way to continue or to honor their, their practice of exchanging gifts. Um, we'll be talking more about how they manage that in our prosperity series that's coming up in January because it's a beautiful way in which we're able to understand that prosperity true is more than just, you know, sort of the material stuff that we have in front of us. So our chaplains found a beautiful way to deal with the conditions as they were and still find a greater sense of joy in terms of their being able to gather together and, and be in connectedness. And what I would suggest to you is that we have that same ability, right? That whatever the current conditions are, there is a capacity to know that there is joy in the midst of it. There is this understanding to know that we can create a, a, a sense of optimism, a sense of, of fulfillment, a sense of connectedness, a sense of um, real exuberance around our ability to know, to completely accept what is, not deny it. You know, we're not sticking a happy face over the fact that we can't really be together and we can't hug. We, we understand that that's a piece of it. And beyond that, we know that there 's still this capacity for a greater joy, so that 's one of the ways I suggest you begin to maybe look at your own experiences and find that deeper sense of joy in what is exactly as it is. The next example I want to share I actually talked a little bit about in my blog this week i uh, um, I wrote about a family Christmas tradition back when I was a youth and My mother's side of the family would get together and part of it in our gift exchange is that everybody had to sing everybody had to do something in order to be to have sort of earned the the privilege of opening the gift that had been brought for them and so over the years what developed is that we sang this really now if you really love this song i apologies but it really is a very boring song the 12 days of christmas is very repetitive and redundant and there are all these gifts that get given and given and given and because we had a large family and everybody had to sing, we wrote extra verses. So there were 30 verses of, you know, 11 pipers piping 10, lords a leaping 9, all that. It just goes on and on and on and on. And over the course of the singing, people would kind of, <coughs> excuse me, kind of get distracted. Um, and these side conversations would step up. And yet, if you know the song, there's, there's one, one line, five golden rings. It changes the pace and the tenor, the tune changes like everything kind of stops at that moment. And my mother understood that that was a moment of power. that was a moment when we could sort of bring everybody back to recognize the deeper purpose of why we're there and so i i I won't I know she's online, and I would love to ask her to come on camera and sing it, but she's not this is not her normal way of being, so I know it would really press beyond what she would be able to do. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reenact it as close as I can. So, you know, we'd be doing, we'd be counting down seven geese laying six, largely, whatever it is. And we'd get to five golden rings. And she would stand up and all of the conversations that were happening around the room would stop. And people just began to, they were delighted by that. And I probably just blew out all your speakers. I'm sorry about that. But that's kind of the effect that it had. We all stopped and it was this just amazing moment when we were chuckling and laughing because it was so out of character from my mom, and that became sort of a hallmark of our Christmas celebration together. And years later, as I've shared that on the blog, um, our family has been posting all sorts of other memories that have recurred. So what I'm suggesting to you might be the lesson behind that is that, and and, and I suggested this in the blog too, just like, you know, Mary didn't know at the point when, she was, when the angel announced that she was going to be pregnant. This is befa- far before any miracle ever occurred. But to recognize that beyond that, beyond whatever um, challenges we might face, beyond whatever embarrassment um, might be, or whatever um, what other, ar- other people might be thinking or saying about it, that we have the capacity to see beyond all of that, hear beyond all of that noise, and really bring, bring forth joy in an exuberant way that others are attracted to. Right, that we can build upon, that we can continue to make a deeper part of our greater experience. So five golden rings is just this wonderful um, reminder for me, and I, I hope now for you, that to bring forth the joy that we have exuberantly without knowing what happens beyond is a beautiful gift for allowing that to be um, more present in us. And that's exactly the, the sort of where I wanted to, uh, to end, is the third example is that of Mary. You know, Mary was um, the unwed mother being pregnant. We all know the story very well. And yet, as she moved through the process, as she moved through the arduous journey to Bethlehem, she remained in that space of being able to um, have a sense of the greater purpose beyond whatever the material conditions were, whatever in the world of form um, really experienced. Uh, And that's, that's one of the things that I really would love us to take away from this season of Advent, this the celebration of joy at Advent, is that joy is far beyond a feeling. In fact, um, joy is a focus before it's a feeling. As we really bring an intention, as we bring an awareness of the greater possibility that's emerging beyond whatever the condition is that we're in, then then we generate the energy we generate the enthusiasm we 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 generate really the uh the the steadfastness to be able to move through whatever the current condition is with a greater sense and appreciation of that joy right It's not that we're gonna be happy in every moment and experience in our lives. It's not that we have to fabricate or manufacture this really happy feeling. You know, if you say, uh, there's that old, old thing about, just be joyful, just count your blessings. And what I'm suggesting is that before we count our blessings, before it's joyful, is that we set an intention and have it be a focus that we understand beyond whatever this current condition is, that there's a possibility for that Christ energy to express in our lives in beautiful ways and as we hold to that then truly we're coming from that deeper sense of joy that's about more than just material happiness or laughter and joy in the world of form. It really comes out of uh, a power of our soul that we're bringing forth into our, our Christmas experience as we prepare to give birth to that Christ energy in our own lives. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review. And if you'd like to support the ministries of Unity on the North Shore, you can text the word GIVE G-I-V-E to 815-827-6052. Again text GIVE to 815-827-6052 or visit us online and click the donate button www.unityns.org. You'll also find there a complete menu of offerings for sort of remote and distance learning through this time of sequestering. God bless you. And again, thanks for joining.